You're not here just to get through hard times. You're here to defeat their power over you. The assaults are not allowed by God to come upon us because we've done so poorly. They're the backdrop of Revelation Victory. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him. Until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope, My sickness has been the long question, where are you? I had been asking God where he was, but it took a long time to realize he was the one asking the questions here. I found out that if I know why I'm here, then I'll be able to answer the question, where am I? God is asking, where are you? Because I want to bless you. I can't accept you where you are until you dare to accept yourself where you really are. One day I realized the presence of God is an experience with who I truly am. He simply said, when you're experiencing my presence, you're experiencing your life. He determines my countenance, not my body. When prayers aren't answered, it's often because we're asking for deliverance from something when God is trying to make us into something greater higher and better. People say, I believe God for my healing, but I'm still dying. What am I doing wrong? Some will say, just keep on believing and your healing will come. And others, you need to find out where your healing is being blocked. Still others, you need to rebuke the devil. And then there's the famous, there must be some sin keeping you sick. If you had enough faith and just stood your ground, God would heal you. Have you ever heard that one? None of the answers given strike at the heart of faith that overcomes when chronic conditions have settled in. I found that unless a person has lived with chronic affliction or poverty or depression, it's highly doubtful that they'll be able to minister to someone who is suffering from long-standing affliction. Now, I know that God heals people today, and I've ministered healing in some extreme situations over the course of 40 years in the pulpit. But There's a place of ministry to a person who is chronically ill that goes way beyond the typical faith-healing principles that are so prevalent today. Today, I'm going to go way beyond what I call faith kindergarten in finding the power of God over chronic afflictions or any other persistent life challenges. This is about being in a position where God can lead you into healing or any other place that He chooses. If you've been struggling to believe your way out of lingering problems, that's probably been your biggest problem, believing that you should have had enough faith. You see, too many people have been subjected to modern-day Job's comforters, And their hope of healing and liberty from suffering has only worked to make them more miserable. They wonder what's wrong with them and they start losing hope instead of finding it. The issue is trying to get out of a problem 
instead of learning to find power to overcome. Here's what faith looked like for the three Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were about to be thrown into the fiery furnace. They said, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of the hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. These men didn't have definite faith that God would deliver them from the fire. They had definite faith in who God was, and they would not bow and serve any other God because of their faith. Faith's primary focus is not to get God to do something for us. It's a tool in God's hands to bring us to do and to be what He's asking of us. Faith is all about finding the power to live by the Spirit and the Word of God, no matter what is tempting us to live for something or someone else. Physical healing would give us the power to go and do just about anything that I wanted to do. But what would it do for my soul? What is my heart seeking? Is it liberty from being a burden to others and instead contributing to my family and community? What am I really seeking healing and prosperity for? You know, most people would say, I just want to be happy and be pain-free. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But why am I happier now than ever before? The three Hebrew men simply wanted to please God, whether by their life or their death. That was also Paul's purpose for faith. All men want a sense of purpose, well-being, peace, and hope in their lives. But if our sense of well-being is conditional upon our being healed, then we've missed the heart of God and the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, I fear. I need to be well to be happy, or to have more money, or better stuff, or to have more friends, or to be more of anything to be content, then I'm missing the central focus of faith entirely. If my being blessed is based on any physical, material contingencies, then let's just say there's a far greater, more powerful blessing on the horizon for you. The river of living water, the Holy Spirit, and His causing me to encounter the presence and the glory of God will supply any man with more than all the healing and material blessings that we could ever find. The problem with so much faith ministry is that it's trying to get people out of their problems instead of teaching them to bring Jesus into their confinement. I've been at the top of the Eiffel Tower, played in a band at its base, been to Red Square many times, the empty tomb of Jesus, to St. Peter's Basilica at the Vatican, and been on the top of the highest mountain in North America, rode the Maid of the Mist at the foot of the Niagara Falls, seen the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace, and many more experiences, but the presence of God while alone and weak in my recliner in the den has been far and away the greatest place of fulfillment and joyful peace that I've ever had. I've had the privilege of commanding the dead to rise up, demons to be cast out, and cancer to leave. But it can't compare to living in the power John had on his prison island when he heard the sound of the trumpet behind him 
and turned and saw the mighty Savior standing before him. Until our faith has enabled us to minister that to someone in chronic pain, any word of healing we may try to give will fall on my deaf ears. The hope of having an encounter with the one who heals is far greater than having the healing. I remember a time when I was so weak, back in the early 80s, that a half hour of activity would relapse me for a week. But God's presence was so strong in my life that I told him, I don't know, but that I'd rather be weak if this power, the power of God, was the result. God told Paul in his affliction, My power is perfected in weakness. And Paul would say, When I am weak, then I am strong. Too many people today are trying to play God and teach people that it's always God's perfect will to heal you right now. They want to do the job of the Holy Spirit, it seems, by getting people into a mind-over-matter kind of faith that is utterly ineffective and discouraging to someone who does believe God in the midst of their chronic disability. A man told me the other day, You're a fraud. You say God exists and you have faith. Why don't you go and empty out the hospital then? Yeah, I thought so. You really are a fake, he said. But you see, a man simply can't have the faith of God without the Holy Spirit. In other words, he must lead us. He alone is the executor of the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. When my friend K.K. John, a real man of faith, was waiting for a heart transplant, he asked God why he didn't just touch his damaged heart. God simply told him, Don't tell me how to heal you. Any fool can trust me, but can I trust you? You see, faith is about becoming far more than it is about doing our will in Jesus' name. Ours is to believe in who God is and to receive the things right now that it is always His will for us to have, which is salvation, the indwelling Holy Spirit, and the fullness of God's presence with us. Paul could do all things through Christ who strengthened him, he said, because he had learned to be content in whatsoever state he was in. He would write, We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, from a prison cell chained to a Roman soldier while living in a literal sewer. I know. I've seen it in Rome. Content. It means here to be independent of external circumstances, and thus at peace with one's lot in life at any given time. Strengthened with Almighty, says, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. And with that understanding, Paul would say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. He strengthens me to abound or to be abased. I want you to know heaven is fully aware of what you're going through right now and is planning for your reward in this trial. I also want you to see who you are right now every time you bow your soul and look up at your Father. Revelation 7.14 says, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sits on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them into living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. That is your heritage. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. You're not here just to get through hard times. You're here to defeat their power over you. The assaults are not allowed by God to come upon us because we have done so poorly. They're the backdrop of Revelation victory.